Carol Stone Applebaum, in honor of Bonnie and Elliot Stone's 35th wedding anniversary. May Hashem always walk with you and your family, and may Hashem continue to watch over you and be your constant guide. And also by Nitz and David Jerome, in honor of Nachal Ibi's first birthday. Oh my God. Kidding me? Do you believe this? Oh my God. It's just, time is, is a very bizarre thing. It's, it's just like yesterday we were saying. Oh my gosh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's really, that's really far out. Okay. I am, um, I think I mentioned to you that this Sefer, this Sefer Kumi Ori that we're learning out of, you know, they've been out of print of this for a while, and they made already, it was like they found in their machsan, in their warehouse, like ex, the last like twelve, which we ordered last time, and then uh, you know they, they this gives so much chizuk to the chevra here by Rav Ruven Sasson's uh, um, you know uh, whole whole mifal. They're going they're working on seeing if they're gonna do a reprint or maybe keep on searching the attics or whatever it is to see any more pages until until we do find uh, the new the, this new one this safer again. Well, I'm gonna keep on making photocopies. So, I also just want to say a big yeshakoach to, um, again, for everyone for showing up and continuing to show up in such a powerful way. And also to give a very big yeshakoach to the many, many chevra that are learning with us online. There are, there are like, it's been a different world on, on many levels, but the chevra that are really drinking from the same fountain of Torah that we're, that we're, learning, that we're learning from, it's very, uh, it's me'orer talev, awakens the heart. So whoever you are in the world, um, I know you're with us and we're waiting for you to be with us physically as well. You didn't think I'd stick that, you know, I wouldn't stick that in at the end, obviously. is to continue with, with so much merit, with so much strength to stay focused. To really stay focused. And Bezrat Hashem, we're going to continue to get focused very, very clearly today. And we're going to see how much the shlav that we're in right now, this epic moment in, the, in, the, in not just Jewish history, in, in the history of the world, is unfolding before our eyes. What we have to understand this, and the way we understand how these things happen is through the Torah. We don't understand it in any other way. Every word that we're saying should be a protection for our precious chayalim and chayalot, and should be that miraculously somehow all the chatufim and chatufot will come home immediately. And like I said on Shabbos, as we're davening for them to be miraculously come out of some dungeon that they're, that they're probably in right now, Hashem Shalab Rahman is on us and we'll pull ourselves out of dungeons that we've buried ourselves in with completely, a completely perverted understanding of what it means to come back to Eretz Yisrael and build a Jewish state. It should happen mamash at the same time. And there's a lot of work we have to do.
A lot, a lot of work we have to do about that. Like we said on Chavez, Golda Meir's statement of our secret weapon is that we have nowhere else to go. It's not, that's not our secret weapon. It's not. It's not a, that's not really the true either. As well, is that some people are saying the way to win this war is you have to start talking Arabic. That's true, maybe military-wise, the government. But the Am, the Am has to just start talking Hebrew. And I don't mean Ulpan. <laughs> I mean Rav Kook. I mean Ram Chal. I mean, I mean the other tzaddikim that have, plan, have, have been paving the, the, the highway called Geula Highway for us for so long already. In the Sefer, please open up to Daf Pevav. Right now, what we're on is the two, we're, we're describing the two Shlavim of Geula, the two phases of redemption. This is stuff that we've spoke about in last week's Shir. It was incredible how last week's learning was exactly where we're, where we're at in the spiritual front of this war. Now, the two levels of, of Geula, are, you're going to hear these words a lot. Okay? They're going to keep on popping up a lot. And it's good that we explain this to the best of our ability already in the beginning of the shiur. This is very, very crucial for us to understand. The two words are pkida and zechira. We just had the, the lashon of pkida in the Torah. Where did we have it? Yesterday? How would you understand the concept of pkida? When it says, the Pasuk says, Vashem pakad de tzara kasher amar. What does that mean? Vashem pakad de tzara kasher amar. What is it reference to? If you remember that she was a uh, she was there. Right. Now, pakida, literally, in, in like, if you want to put money in the bank, you say hafkada. That's a hafkid mashu, means that you place something into something. Now, Vashem Pakad Etzara, what's the difference between Vashem Pakad and, and Zachar? If that means to remember, then what's Zachar? Then what does remembering mean? So we have to understand these two crucial Shlavim of Geula, because it'll help us align ourselves spiritually with the time that we're in right now. He's going to explain this infinitely better than I, I could ever. Shnei Shlavim HaShel Geula, Vayevdel Benehem, the difference between these two shlavim of redemption are clearly explained in our svarim. Who was the Ramchal? You know his name? What else did he write? Right? So it's not just like a, a random Kabbalist that's speaking. It's someone that has formed and shaped the 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 Yiddish and the Shama for so many years, Nachum the Ramchal, and he has a very famous Ma'amar called Ma'amar Agiula. When I was looking at some files, I realized we started during the end of of the of the at the, 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 the time in life where we were in, uh, in COVID times. It was during that time that we started learning a little pieces of Ma'amar Agiula of the of the Ramchal. Very important, very profound, and very much very much prophecy, I would say. What did the Ramchal say? Who limed? Shitalicha agiula atida mokav mishne shlavim ikarim. The Ramchal said that the process of redemption is made up of two main levels, main shlavim, main phases. Shenikarim batorah pkida uzchira, like we just said. Bekach katab, and this is how he writes. This is from the Ramchal, from Ma'amar agiula. Da. 
כי לגאולה נמצאו שני זמנים, ומצענום בגאולת מצרים ובגאולת בבל, ונודע לנו שכן יהיה בעתידה להיגלות במהרה בימינו. ועל שני אלה, שני הזמנים, what does it say about these two different, different שלבים? Now these are the פסוקים we have to learn, that explain what it feels like to be in that גאולה, in, in each phase of גאולה, of redemption. על אלו שני הזמנים נאמר בפסוק, אל תשמחי אויבתי לי, זהו הזמן הראשון, ונקרא פקידה. Then the next פסוק is, כי אשב בחושך השם אור לי, הוא השני. ונקרא זכירה. Let's learn this. The first פסוק that he quotes from מיכה says, אל תשמחי אויבתי לי. What does that mean? אל תשמחי אויבתי לי? Don't be happy with me, my enemy. Meaning, what you see is not what it looks like. Don't be so happy that you think you're winning. Don't be so happy that you think you got the whole world to march and look like complete idiots marching for an, a made-up nation. Don't, don't, don't be so happy when you see that Jews are now terrified to walk in England or in Florida or in, or in Borough Park. He's telling us, Am Yisrael, don't, don't, see what I'm telling the enemy. Don't, 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 don't be happy. The next pasuk that he brings is, Ki eshev b'choshech Hashem or li. That when I sit in the darkness, I know Hashem is, is light for me. This is so bizarre. Aren't we talking about two psukim that refer to redemption? What do you think would have been better psukim to describe phases of redemption? V'shavu banim ligvulam, or ani yodema, uvau ha'ovdim me'eretz ashur, You know, like upbeat, positive, semchadik, psukim, seems that that would have made more sense for the Ramchal to choose that those are the psukim that are describing the two shlavim of Geula. Do you understand the question? Right? We're, we're saying, p'kida and zechira. There should have been psukim that are much more upbeat and optimistic. And yet, the psukim that are describing the shlavim of Geula seem to be, seem to be very much like the whole world's on fire. I got to hold on to the last, you know, to, to whatever I can. Pekida and Zechira. What's going on over here? Why is it like this? Hashlava Rishon, Rav Sasson says, Bechinat HaPekida, Ramuz BaPasuk, Al Tismichi Oyavti Di, but then there's a few more words that the Ramchal didn't say. Ki Nafalti, Kamti. Okay. Ki Nafalti, Kamti. What does that mean? We had October 7th. We had Simchas Torah this year. We didn't have Simchas Torah this year, right? Ki nafalti. Chaku, chaku. Just wait. Kamti. You messed with the wrong people. Umeva'er aramchal shehu bechinat yitgalut Hashem bederech nisteret. That the geula, just like when a child is first conceived, is something that cannot be seen on the outside. It is something that is happening pneema, 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 deep, deep inside. Even inside the, the mother, Bezrat Hashem, carrying the, 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 the future fetus, the fetus, it is not things that, are, that, that you can see. And when it starts to happen, this level of geula, it starts to happen, betoch, third line, betoch levushei ha-teva. We're not yet, it's not yet miracles. It's not supernatural yet. 
It's all happening within the framework of nature. And literally, it's happening more on the fixing of things that are on the outside. Like what? The national body, the national unit. Right? To erect Am Yisrael from the dust of, 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 of exile. And to come back home back where we belong. That's the Pekida, okay? That's Pekida. That's the first level. And this goes back to a, she- a question we had in the Shir um, a while ago, where I asked, in order for this to happen, does all... Remember, the question was, in order for the Tchiat HaMetim to eventually happen, does the full body of Am Yisrael have to be back in Eretz Yisrael for this next Shlav of Geulah to take place? What was our maskana? We don't want to say the answer because we want to say yes, right? <laughs> like we want to say, Yael, I think you 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 were you brought it up. Or we were, you you had said something. You had said something really strong. I'm sorry, it's slipping my mind right now. The question: Does all of Amisrael have to be back here in order for this to happen? I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, you know. I don't want to go back to that. Uh, to, to that question right now. It's a little bit too painful right now to talk about it, because um, we want Amisrael to come home. I'll share with you very briefly. Leo asked me. Rev. Leo asked me a few days ago to write a, a, a song with the words "Bring them home," but he wasn't referring to the hostages. You understand? And I have all Shabbos, I have this whole thought process. I'm going through this whole thing in my mind of like, after the miracle, Be'ezrat Hashem will happen and we'll bring all our hostages home. Then it's time to go out. I'm going to go with Rav Eli. We're going to rent a, I don't know what, we're going to go take a bus or something or something. And we're going to have the biggest bring them home campaign that ever existed throughout America. <laughs> you understand? Okay, so I so I don't know exactly. So so I don't know the answer. I don't want to get too much into that que- into that question right now because it's it. He's saying over here that that's part of the pekida. That's part of the shlav of the geula, where it's it's about this like gufa leumi, this national pride coming out in a way we don't even we don't even understand it. But it's something that's bubbling up. Nachon is a shlav. B'shlav ze this level, Hakadosh Baruch Hu meir or al nishmot Yisrael God is illuminating light on the souls of Am Yisrael. But the light is only appearing deep, deep, deep inside. It's not something that you see. I'll give you an example. There's a very famous intro. We learned the intro to Ma'amar Hador of Rav Kook, where we understand that the people that found, basically we were the founders of, this, of the country that we're now living in, the state that we're living in, is not, not anyone that you want would want to mishadich your children with. It's not. It's not. We don't. We didn't share this, the same Shabbos table, at all, Nachon. But how did they? Where, from where did they get the strength to think that after thousands of years, now we could establish a Jewish state here? It, it comes from the light of Pekidah. It comes from. It comes from this light of. That it's 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 ba'ma'amakim. It's deep, deep inside. It's not yet something that you can see. It's not something that's visually. You can't really see it. 
אור זה מעורר מבפנים את ישראל ומתגלה בתנועה מעשית לשוב אל הארץ. And this light appears not by how many more Talmud Torahs you could put up outside in the world, I'm sorry to say this. The light, the way that he's explaining here, is very much about how much you're coming home and rebuilding the home where we belong. And this is how the Ramchal spoke about this first shlav. Okay, the Ramchal speaking about this first shlav of Geulah like this. אבל שני דברים צריך שתדע, שלא הוסר הסתר פנים אלא לפני ולפנים, מקום לשמות ישראל ולא לחוץ. And this is what's so hard for us. There's still הסתר פנים. In this shlav of Geulah, there's still a concealment. And I think it's very important for us to understand this. The first shlav, based on the Ramchal's words, the first shlav of redemption doesn't mean, voila, it's all clear. L'hefech. There's a, there's a complete hester panim anywhere on the... Hester panim is, is all over the place besides one place. Inside deep nishmat am Yisrael. In that place, there's no hester panim. Everything else, it's hester panim. Like we spoke about on Shabbos. We come back to Eretz Yisrael after the Holocaust, and it's Hester Panim after Hester Panim, a little bit of Yidgalut 67. No, let's give the keys to Harabayit, to the Ishmaelim. Let's go back to Hester Panim. And this keeps on happening over and over and over again. Hester Panim, while we're all very, very aware that what we're going through right now has to be a Shlav of Pekidah, because there was never such a thing that happened that so many Jews came home and started building Eretz Yisrael. However, that hasn't removed the concealment. Do you understand how we're fighting and feeling so strong and dancing like, like, like crazy? We come out of Shabbos, four more chayalim that appear on, 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 the, on the list. It's still a, it's still a hester panim. This is pkida. This is what's happening. There's something happening deep, deep down inside, and we have to understand this. And that's why all that talk we had before Simchas Torah about Zionism and Geulah, All of it has to, ch- it, it all has to only come from Pnimius HaTorah from now on. It can only be understood and experienced and given over to the next generation. Don't fool yourselves. It can only be given over to the next generation to explain that this is Geulah only through learning how the Tzadikim learned about it and not how the founders of this country spoke about it. And that's a heavy heavy thing. That's a hard thing. And yet, we see that the way that it's spoken about and the chazon, that vision of what this country is supposed to be based on the way it was founded, is part of us climbing out of the dungeon that we put ourselves into and taking ourselves out of captivity. It's a very deep nekudah. It's a very hard thing for us. Many of us that were raised on these ideals... That's, it, it's all now the only way to approach the whole national identity is only through the lev, it's through the neshama, it's through the pnimius now. It can't be any other way. It, I'll tell you, and, and like I said before, because you can't give it over to your children anymore. Up until Simchas Torah, you can give it to your children. Listen, they, it, they, it's all part of the same thing, the chule, the way that the first 75, we can't... Our, our children are so much deeper and smarter and demanding so much more than that. 
that we have to explain to them Geula. Remember we say to only refer to it now on the way that we're learning it through Pnimiut. It won't add up anymore the other way. But you notice the other side of the story is the others that say you should stop saying because you think this is called Geula. And we say it's called Geula based on the way the Ramchal explains that the first Shlav of Geula, Pkida, is still in a state of Hester Panim. But what? If I attach myself to my neshama and I operate from there, I can, I can start to see it. In the hell, I could start to see it. Beteda, ki elu, sorry, second line in, in, in the Ramchal over here. Ki kol ele haorot vechol advarim ha'ele derech pnimiut ha'morotem. You can't see this on the outside. It's only if you start to developing a language of Yiddishkeit that is mind, body, and soul. All the stuff that now we have to take advantage of and do the most with, of, get, of working from within and understanding our da'at. Our da'at is only there to be drawn down into the heart and not to stay in the world of da'at. When you're doing soul talk, when you're doing soul living, soul experience, then you see the whole world could continue to march in the name of of everything that is wrong in this world. And yet, it doesn't bother you at all. At all. Because you're, you're operating from the place that's already experiencing the seed of Geulah, the seed of redemption. Zoya Pekida, Rav Sasson says, This is what Pekida is, illumination and the inner chamber of the soul it's not known it's not clear even to ourselves it's not clear to us it appears in a very hidden manner and the only way it expresses itself is only through something physical okay so the expression this is very important the answer to the calling of the first seed of redemption is not one that's anything other than what we've seen the first 75 years, which is what? The, 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 the I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's basically this, this what's called le'umiyut, it's called nationalhood, national statehood, right? That's what's been happening. That's what the focus has been on. And that has been what the world hears, and the world hears and sees that the leadership of Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael is still talking from a place of body, right? Can you imagine if the leader of the Jewish people today realized that the only answer he'd have to give anyone for anything about what's going on is, Ki et kol asher can you imagine if that's how the Jewish leader of the of the world would speak today? That's how the Christian leader would speak. What's that? He he read that one time. It was a a chance. 
right? I don't know why we're not playing that all day long with all the videos that we're sending. That's what are you saying? The Christian leaders, because they they talk Tanakh. They're speaking. They're, they're, listen, when I went to uh, this is very interesting. My, my first when I, I was thinking about this over Shabbos, when I first came to Yeshiva, and the first time each of us had like time alone with Rabbi Riskin in those days, and Rabbi Riskin told us in Shir, it was a very strange thing, because I came you know thinking like. Okay, I, I love Rabbi Riskin, but you know, he's such a lefty. All, I'm telling you straight up what I, what I thought, right? Because the Smolanika says, like, yeah, I, I love him, and I'll, you know, be a good Talmud and just, you know, take the good Nukudot, the First shir we have, he explains to us, how Islam is a Vodazar. That was, the, that was my first shir in, Rabbi, in Amiftar with Rabbi Riskin. And all of us were like, what are you talking about? And he explained very clearly that if you practice molech, what's molech? Sacrificing your children, that is avodah zarah. And I and then I went and spent. I remember my first like yechidus with him, and he explained why he felt that it's such an important thing to align ourselves with the righteous Christians in the world right now. Because it's going to come a time, this he said this, he said this over 20 years ago, it's going to come a time that it's mamish going to boil down to the abuse of God's name, to hopefully trying to sanctify God's name. It was amazing. It was very confusing also. It was, it was, it was like amazing to just get completely confused the first week of yeshiva. It felt like layers and, on top of like the Torah, the Akedah, the like what... what what even what more does Abraham was he asked to do if that's the Jewish principle? He was asked. No, what he was a, what he was asked by Hashem to do yeah. to sacrifice his son, and here you are saying that the sacrificing of his son. Yeah, but when you learn when you learn Pnimiyus Torah, you see that Hashem never ever told him to sacrifice his son. What did Hashem tell him? Haalehu Sham Leolah. He was never told to sacrifice his son. Not one letter of the Torah says that Hashem told him to sacrifice his son. So again, looking at it from the outside, we, we come to, we have a lot of confusion. When we look at it on the inside, we're saying, wait a second, in the, in the Pnimius, in the Pnimius of the words, look at the words exactly. Like yesterday, we looked at the words a bit more meduyak, that Hashem did not listen to Hagar. He listened to the crying of baby Yishmael, which is basically screaming, please listen to your wife, throw me out of this country, I don't belong here, it's not my home. I'm going to grow up here to hate you and hate the whole world and end up being a killer and a murderer. Now we have to learn, learn Torah through Pnimi and Manasot. So again, not to go on the tangible here, but again, the Pekida, this is, for us it's very important to understand this. The Shlav of Geula called Pekida, it, it doesn't mean that there's no Hester Panim, and it doesn't mean that suddenly you're going to see an amazing spiritual revival in the world. But you will see is people standing up physically and doing very physical actions that have to do with Jewish pride. All right? Jewish pride. Karen goes to what said last week about the, the Fa'abba that came home, Blue Kippah. The tzitzis are dangling, right? <laughs> It's funny, you're saying that that's not ruchni. That's, that's, that's just uh, gufani. But that's... <laughs> it's interesting. But he knows that he really knows 
it's true. It's you know what I was on one of the army spots on that I stopped on Thursday. There was a, I saw the same thing. I saw this guy dancing with me. Did not wear a yarmulke because I thought so. I thought it, it flew off because it was windy. Tzitzis are flying everywhere. The other chayal tells me he says. <laughs> he still has his, like, you know, he's, he refuses to take off his kippa, but he refuses to take off his tzitzis. Actions, yes? Yeah? Actions? Actions, talich, talich, process. Zoi ha-pkida. Okay, le'achar miken. So now, we did pkida, okay? Le'achar miken. Yavu ha-shlav ha-ba. Now this, this is much harder. This is this next shlav is much much harder. Uh, I've been uh, as an intro to this next shlav I'll share with you. I've been looking at a lot of pictures, a lot a lot of pictures of just the faces of the kids that were killed at that at that party. Not like just looking at looking looking at these precious faces. And looking into their eyes, spending more time looking into their eyes. We spoke about this already. These kids were so filled with eyes of longing for something bigger than what they knew of until then. They were longing. I know a lot of this chavra because of the music stuff. I know a lot of this chavra. Even one of our, 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 our chavra in the Shlomo world, he lost his son, was, 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 was killed in there. You know who, right? Moshe Newman? They're, they're looking for mamash mashu harbeyoter amok, much deeper than anything that the religious world has ever offered them. Very, very clear. And I'm wondering, like, if I could have spent an hour with each of them before, during Cholamoyed, right? Do I have yet the besora coming out of me that would probably <laughs> fill their kishkas with light? Do I, do I? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. This level of zechira. This is the work that's waiting for us now, and this is a very, very, very high level. This is a very, very high level. This is not. This is not simple. This is going to demand of us all to become mamash gdolim begdolot like we never were before. This level of zechira, because now we're not just talking about national Jewish pride. Because we see that now that's not enough. And what's waiting for us now, the work that's waiting for us now, is something that we need to daven so much to Hashem to give us the, the chokhmah bina in that. Everyone's worried about how do you keep the achdus. That's not the question at all. The question is the achdus will be there and the open hearts will be there. Now what are you putting into open hearts? That's the question. The hearts are wide open now. The is going to be there. You'll always have Yechidim. Don't get startled when you see a post and you see there's still a few people. That's Elomer Kum. Like we said in Shul on Friday night, and I heard this from Yehuda Katz before Shabbos, that he heard from a friend of his that told him this before Shabbos. We've never, ever been closer as a people since Har Sinai. Baklau. We've never. And like we said, the only difference is that Har Sinai was in Chutzlaretz. And we're experiencing this here in Eretz Yisrael. And that means something very big and a lot of responsibility on us. The Zechira, the Shlav of Zechira, is where the Spirit is the one that comes, Hisnari Me'afar Kumi, 
the spirit arises from the dust. And this is a very, very big one. Let's see how he, he, he develops this. לאחר מכן יבוא השלב הבא בבחינת הזכירה, the second שלב of גאולה. That's the final שלב of גאולה. והוא רמוז בפסוק, this is hinted in the following פסוק, כי אשב בחושך השם אור לי. As I dwell in the darkness, השם is light to me, for me. שבו תגיע האורה לגילוי ובהירות, where light will reach a place of being revealed and it'll be clear. It'll be clear. ויכירו הכל את השם יתברך ואת ידו המושלת. And everyone will see and recognize השם and his governing hand. אנחנו עוד לא שם. Now this is like, please don't, don't try to understand what I'm saying right now and, and you know that, you know how I feel about all of our giborim and giborot that are fighting for us. It's our job to be able to somehow give over to the heroes that when they say, because that's the words that they're saying, there's just one more, there's one more shlav, right? No, there's, there's a, there's a, And, and now that we're in a place of the heart being wide open, you know, there must be an avodah that where we go throughout the Am, including those that are willing to sacrifice their lives to put into them, Dafka, the notion of why you're willing to sacrifice your life. You know, some, this is a very interesting thing. Sometimes you dive in for something so, so much. <laughs> I guess what I'm about to say is very important because otherwise it's, you know. <laughs> Listen to this. Sometimes we dive in for something so much or we do something so badly and we don't understand why. But we can't ignore it. We still do it. And we can't understand why we do it. Those things are coming from the deepest, deepest places of our neshama. And only after we go through it, we get a revelation why we daven so hard for it. You ever daven for something so hard and you don't even understand why? But, you're, but, you're, but you are? So in our parasha that we just read, it happened. Did Avma Vinu understand why he's davening so hard for his dom? He didn't understand. He, couldn't, he himself couldn't figure out why he's davening so hard for such a rotten place to be saved. He, there's no explanation. Even when he says, and Hashem says, listen, if those 50, yeah, and then he keeps on going 40, it doesn't make any sense. Why is he davening so hard for something? He himself couldn't even understand why he's davening so hard for such a thing. But then he understood. After Hashem shows him what you daven for, the city is going to be destroyed. But there's one neshama you were davening for to be saved from there. And obviously, what was that neshama? Mashiach. Zdom, Lot, his daughters, Ammon and Moab, Moab, Ruth, Ruth, David, Malka, Meshicha. But it's only after you go through the process you have a revelation of why you daven so hard for something. When it's the things that are the most, most, most important in our lives, we ourselves don't even understand so clearly why we daven for it. We don't understand. We don't, we don't understand these things. 
We have so many chayalim and chayalot that are waiting for us to bring forth their, an answer to their question of why is it that I'm willing to, get, to, to give my life? How, how is it possible that I'm willing to do such a thing for, for, you know, for a nationality, for my people, for my country? Who talks like this? It's a, it's a, it's a tefillah of Mashiach that they don't even fully understand. As if we understand it. We, we don't understand it either. However, the zechira level that the Ramchal is going to be speaking about is when you do what you, you're doing. Because it's coming from a tofa'ah of or moving from... So let's see what he says over here. Again, from the beginning of this paragraph. Can you imagine that everyone will see the hand of Hashem in everything? It won't be a question anymore. It'll just be clear that it's Yad Hashem. In the first level, even though there were tremendous inyanim of, of redemption, we're still, we're still sitting in the darkness. Why Hashem chose to reveal Himself in such a concealed way? I don't know. But, now, I know what you, maybe some of you were thinking. Was 1948 a concealed way? What do you think? Was 1948 and 1967 concealed? No? Because like many of you, I also grew up with this concept of 48 and 67 was revealed miracles. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were not revealed miracles. They were miracles completely within the Teva. Heroic Teva. Do you understand? The light that's waiting for us of the Hakara, that it's Yad Hashem, is a world we still have not tapped into. It's much, much brighter. It's, con- it's not concealed. It leaves you with no questions about who is running the show. As high and as glorious that 48 and 67 were, it didn't leave the Am with the complete clarity and notion that Hashem is running the world. It didn't. It was big. It was probably the biggest we've ever had since up to that time, since the, the previous time. But it was still a matter more of the shlav of pkida, the geula of pkida, where you could clearly say, listen, we had miraculous heroes that 20 years ago were in the gas chambers and their heroism brought them to such a place to fight like never before and bring about a victory. What was left? What so? What could you leave out of the picture, with that with that way of understanding? It's not no one. It's no one's fault either. But you don't necessarily have to have Hashem in that picture. You have to stop for a second and ask yourself, why am I fighting so hard for it? But 
you look at it very clearly, because that same victory, that could have made Hashem the end center of everything, and this, you could cry thinking about this, the place that's supposed to resemble the Word of God more loudly and clearly than anywhere else in the world, was one of the greatest korbanot of 1967. Harabait. So as high and as glorious and glamorous that 67 was, did it end up being about Hashem if the makom of Beit Hashem was actually not only not important, but even the other side? You really, I'm saying heavy stuff, but you understand it's time for us we we have to we have to realize this is you have to, we have to realize our brothers our brothers from the more from world that have such a hard time with the entity of a zionist leadership because if the zionist leadership is fighting so hard but when it comes to the holiest place it says we don't want and that's not for us then we have to we have to hear that voice now much clearer and louder the Zechira aspect of, of Geula is that we'll look back at 48 and 67 and we will say to ourselves, we thought that was revealed light? We thought that was revealed light? We have no idea what's waiting for us, Chavra. We have no idea how much light is waiting for us if we just accept, uh, accept the notion that the Geula has still not happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Is it happening? I could say it's been happening from the first day of creation. What's chashuv now is to be operating from a place of neshama, of soul. And that place of soul can detect where things are at in a revealed manner. You probably think I'm completely insane because I just told you I want to go on a whole bring them home tour. And here I'm saying, but the way that you know things have been here until now is not the way that at least I identify with Bichlal. If someone could be, if someone could achieve the greatest heights in the world for the sake of the whole world, but they say, it's much better for me to just be a vice president, right? Or in our case, it's better for me to try to be Sarah Hasbara, which means the uh, ministry of, how do you say Hasbara? What? Yeah, yeah. Like that. I want to be the PR minister. I want to show the world. I don't want to be the king. I want to show the world how humane, how humane we are at a moment that I could be the king. That's 1967. And that Avodah has haunted us from that day till right now. There is nothing holy about that. Nothing. It has been haunting, haunting us from that moment. The level of Zechira of Geula is something that it is clear to everyone and everyone that's involved in the process of Geula that it's Yad Hashem, that it's all about, it's all about it's all about the dreams for, and when I say Hashem, I don't mean Jews. That's also a thing we have to get out of our heads. I mean Jews and non-Jews and every human being in the world that wants life. For everyone. We're chosen to represent that. We're chosen to bring that to the world. 
So I can be, like he says over here, that the dat and the hasaga didn't clearly come to the amiyat because in the pekida, the revelation was, was in, was in a, a mysterious way. It was still in a concealed way. But third line from the bottom of this Ramchal, of Rav Sasson, hi ha'or la'adam. Comprehension means light, clarity. The kol od shelo ba'elav hareu keyoshev b'choshech. Until clarity has come into your heart, no matter how many successes that you have, you're still dwelling in darkness. Rak le'achareya tavo azchira shehi hofa'at Hashem bagilui. Only after that, only after everything we've explained right now, Hashem bagilui, we, we don't even have words to understand what this means. We talk about it a lot. But we don't really have... Under, you know, we try so hard to look at moments of achdut. I can't tell you how many times Bina and I have been watching clips where we're just crying, not out of pain. What was the last one that really got us? About Amisra, about the achdut. Like, we're seeing these things. And what was it the, uh, last night? telling the chassidim that they were making barbecue for them in the up until Simchas Torah, yeah, if you would have brought him a Tehillim, he'd walk the other way. But yeah, now he's... people like you have always stayed away from, but now I just, all I want is Chagidim. You know, all, you know, those kind of clips that we're seeing coming out right now, and, and they're making us cry, and we're, and we're saying, here it is, this is Geula. Even that is nothing compared to what's waiting for us. Do you understand? We became so satisfied with being schlepper garbage collectors. We became satisfied, and Hashem saying, why are you satisfied with this? After Auschwitz, you're satisfied with a 1947 UN partition? That's what you're satisfied with? Bigger, nachon, we, we want to take every ounce of joy that we could get. We want to take any ounce of chizuk we could get. But we, we're here to shoot for the stars and beyond. And it's more than anything that we were happy with until now. You have to also understand now, chaver that have a hard time celebrating Yom Ma'ut for holy reasons, don't be so angry at them. There's a very, very... It's, Yom Ma'ut is the deepest day of cheshbon nefesh in our modern times. It's not so easy. It's not so simple. And of course, I'm not saying chalila tenat. I'm saying you, I, I lead... Massive halals, but I don't, those halals are different than any halal of the year. When I say, in, you know, everyone speaks about in halal, you speak about, you know, mina meitzar karati karatiya. You speak about very, you scream, ana Hashem Oshiana. Remember this year we screamed, ana Hashem Oshiana on Yom Atzmaut? Can you imagine what, what, you know, imagine if Yom Atzmaut was like, I don't know, uh, the day after Simchas Torah or something this year. Can you imagine that? And until Mashiach comes, Yom Atzmaut is the day of Pesimchas Torah. It is. Think about it. Our cons, we're, we're in this shiur, what we've been trying so hard with, with so much rachamim and asking Hashem for so much compassion is to basically get us out of galut mindset. And the ones that need to, that it's a, it's a chiyuv to get out of a galut mindset are the ones that are under the impression that they are already in a geula mindset. 
the one, it's, it's very easy to tell a Jew in Boca, you got to be a Geula Yid and get out of Galut. That's easy. It's easy. Because it's like an easy shtach. You know what I mean? It's like, like the fact that there's not a yet a mass aliyah from America is, is beyond, it's completely beyond me. But it means, it means that, 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 that bring them home, that bring them home, it has to happen, right? That's easy. It's like an easy, you know, thing. But for, to look inside and say, have I really understood the language of Geulah, the way that our tzaddikim have spoken about it? Or am I still stuck in the first level of Geulah, Pkida kind of level, that is based on a lot of very confusing statements coming from within my own people of 75 years of what Zionism has been? Am I willing to admit that the way I have to envision and understand why I'm here and what I'm, what I'm searching for is much, much deeper and bigger than what I think is waiting for me. And Geula, light that is waiting for us, the way that Amchal is speaking about this, and I, as you see, so presumptuous, prepared this whole other piece from Rav Kook, which we'll see next week. The way that Rav Kook speaks about it, it's a Beyotel Gadol. But it's not this thing of like, well, I'm just going to wait, not celebrate enough, and then wait for the whole Gilui or to happen. What we're going to be speaking about in the next week is how do I play an active role in the Shlav of Zechira, of bringing about the second Shlav. How do I speak about Hashem to people? How do I speak about Shabbos to the youth? How do I talk about these things? And how can I talk about these things in a much bigger way if I'm not there yet, if I myself am not there yet. You know, a Rav called me on, on Friday, very angry. We'll end with this. A Rav called me very angry on Friday. Not angry at me, so like, I have to vent. And every single phone call I've gotten the last three weeks is like, I know you have no time, but... And then that's how it <laughs> So it started with that, and then it continued with that. And I said, I was in a certain minion here in Efrat this week, uh, today, he said Friday, and I'm, I'm so angry that they're still talking in today's Minyanim. Uh, and, and, I, and, he, and he said, I'm so angry because I'm so scared that we're still not understanding that we must up our game with the way we give over to our children, how to daven in shuls. And I need you to do something about it. I, and so I, you know, I said to him, you know that's... That's not my, sh- you know, the, the place he was talking about. I was like, that's not, the sh- that's not my shul. What, 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 do you, what do you mean exactly? He's like, I don't know. I know it's not. He, was, he wasn't talking about here. So I heard his pain was so deep because he feels so strongly that if we're not upping ourselves on all fronts, specifically understanding why we're even davening, then this war is going to be harder to win. And there's a big place that I... I I agree with him, and then I also always say, Ha'ipalem Hashem, Davar Hashem can do anything. Twelve-year-old tired kid comes to shul because his parents made him put on, ta- put on tefillin. He's, he says a shema. What do I know where that shema reaches, right? I don't know. So I can't judge it, but my achrayut is that much deeper to give over to his parents and the places where he receives chinuch from, that it's an old, that old talk, the way that shul has been there's a new, you know, there was a terminology that was called uh, pre-910. You heard about this? 
that was so nine, no, sorry, that was so nine ten, meaning that was so, they used to say this, that was so before nine eleven. that was so nine ten, right? And it's, it's the same thing here as well. It's, it's, we, we, we're in the same situation over here right now, where all layers of the, of our, of the fundamentals of our Yiddishkeit, it's, it's not so much about, I have to make the halachas clearer. It's, I have to make sure that the heart is what's being aroused right now and awakening. You know, there were a bunch of boys here over Shabbos from a lot of different yeshivas. It wasn't just the two, there were also other yeshivas I realized afterwards. And I was sitting and talking with them, and their eyes are so hungry for a new language of learning. It's not to be believed, but they need to be fed. They need to be fed. There was a head of a Hezdi yeshiva came to see me on Friday, and he said, "I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to, as if." <laughs> I said to him, well, let me tell you how to talk. It's like, as if, like, I know how to talk. I know exactly what you need. I know, I know, I think I know how to daven. You know what I mean? That's what I think. I think I know how to daven, but it's, the the answers can only come to the one that cries out for it. It's not giving over someone information as how to do something. But it's definitely from the place of of mima'amakim kraticha Hashem, that the answers can only come from those that, 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 understand that the days of trying to find the fastest minion and justifying it in the name of a million different things, they don't work anymore. It won't work. It's because this door needs to be... We know how Yaakov Avinu prepared for war. And one of the ways he prepared for war with Esav was with tefillah. And that's, a, that's the front of it. So I give us the bracha to continue a week of zero judgment on any Jew in the world, most importantly right now, zero judgment, especially if you if something seems to you to be a little bit off still, or the way they're talking, like mamash zero, because we know that that just leads to more of a khurban. But to be a week of crying out to Hashem and say to Hashem, I'm willing to let go of all the things I thought were, were the truths, you know, all the national identities and the whole, I'm willing to let go of all these things for you to like blow into me a new ruach, a completely new ruach that is kashur to zechira, that is kashur to the second level of redemption. And in that place, in she'elot yoter, it's not a star, it's, not, it's, it's clear. It's clear. Laman shimcha, laman shmo be'ava. Listen, it's heavy stuff, it's heavy work. This is the time that we're in. Clearly, this is the time that we're in. And Hashem should see every ounce of our hishtadlut of really working from within right now and see that, you know, it's very hard. It's, it's a very, very hard... It's very hard to walk out of a shir like this and to actually know what to do. But you also can't ignore it either. And, and it's like... That, that, that's very real too. But I believe that when you daven over that which isn't clear to you, but you can't stop davening over it, you end up davening for the neshama of Mashiach, just like Avram Avinu did in Bayera. If you knew exactly what to daven over, and it was so clear, it'd be important, but I don't think it would bring the geula. Avram Avinu wasn't clear, but he knew he had to daven over something. And eventually that place led him to the deepest nekuda of the redemption of the whole world, not like Chaim David says, Kvar Achshav, 
כבר עכשיו, now, 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 now. All right, שבוע טוב,